Welcome to the Lakes United We Stand podcast. I'm Andy Mitten. I'm outside Old Trafford. It's pretty nippy. Brought to you in association with Betfred. Fred Doan opened his first shop in Salford, just over the water from where I am now. 1967. Uh, Manchester United against Leeds United. I'm really looking forward to this. Got a Leeds United fan lined up. He's going to meet me uh, shortly. And I've got... Uh, Binzi with me now, become, becoming very popular. Uh, nah, Binzi, All right, Andy, how are you doing? How are you, you're becoming a bit of um, a cult hero. How do you feel about this? I'm a lovely fella, me. You Someone know what I said mean? they walked past you and they rec- recognise your voice at the match, so you're starting to be recognised, because we don't put your picture out there anywhere, do we? Yeah, no, you don't need to do that. I'm having a collection next week, go fund me page. <laughs> uh, right, so it's Leeds United uh, against Manchester United. Just me saying the word Leeds has made you tense up. Are Dirty you... Leeds, not Leeds. Come on, Andy. Fucking when did hell. you first go to Leeds? My dad brought me there when it was the cow shed right. behind the goal. The fucking cow shed. So the cow shed is where the South Sand is now. Yeah. It was a very small terrace oh. behind the south end of Ellen Road. When did you first go there? With your dad? Yeah, I don't know what. I think 70s? It was. Yeah, when it, whenever the cow shed was. And yeah. what did you do before the game? Like, study the no. tactics of both teams? <laughs> no. <laughs> Just got in the ground. You didn't. I didn't understand things at the time, you know what I mean? In fact, it wasn't that bad, actually, when we went, when it was the cow shed. United fans were singing Lancashire not part and they were singing Yorkshire pudding. Really? That, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Tame. But yeah, but now I'm gonna fast forward a few years later. Go on then. When there was eighteen thousand of us there. What year? What year was it? We lost to nineteen eighty, that sort of time. We were going for the title and we got beat two nil, I think. So, because they went down for 10 years, didn't they? Yeah. In 1980 until 1990. We, we were in... Is it the Lowfields Road and the Long Yeah, so this is before yeah. they went down. This is the yeah. late 70s. Yeah. So you go, how old are you? Young Binsey? Yeah, I'm a young lad then, yeah. And, and what are you going for then? To, to study the Well, tactics? I'm going with all the, the the big United lads and I get behind them and stand behind them to protect me from them dirty Yorkshire... How do you get there? <laughs> How do we get there? You, on the train. So you there? come out of Leeds City Station and what yeah. happens then? There's a few fracases, isn't there, with us? Are you frightened? Not in the fucking slightest. I'm more scared of me, ma'am. Right, well... If I get nicked... I know some people who are scared of the maps. <laughs> right, so you're scared of getting nicked, so you walk down not, to not Leeds. Ellen Road. Nah, Leeds didn't bother us, not at all in... The, not at all. The only Liverpool, Anfield, and Goodison—they were, the, yeah, the ones where you fucking. But Leeds. I've been to Liverpool today for for a job, and it was on Scotland Road, and I thought it's a pretty famous road in Liverpool, that isn't it? Yeah. That's like, you know, when Jimmy Greenoff got the winner. Yeah. Seventy nine. We fucking walked all the way down Scotland Road, about a thousand of us. One of the best nights in my life. Was it? Putting, putting the windows in at the round, the scousers, you know. Just, <laughs> just put a brick through the window, fuck so just, just, that excuse my French. So, you're a, a law-abiding Liverpoolian, you sat at home, <laughs> and yeah. people like you were walking past indiscriminately. Right. Well, number one, I've never met a law-abiding scouser, so that evens it up, doesn't it? So let's go back to Leeds. Yeah, come when on. When was it worse there? Look, you're getting excited because no, of the story. I, 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 Leeds never bothered us. Did never you, been was there ever any trouble Leeds. there? <laughs> Frequently. Right. <laughs> right. But I mean, you had to go all together, you know what I mean? You had to go together at yeah, Leeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Victoria, everyone met up. You know the score. Now we can talk to Cole about Flixton and... No, we'll come on to Cole in, in a minute. <laughs> he was probably playing football while you were running at Leeds. When was your scariest time at Leeds? Because even into the 2000s, there was a lot of trouble there. Yeah, um, I can't remember. We was there one year, Wesley was there, and he was giving out the NF literature. Yeah. So that went right in the air, spanned the But that was a bit airy coming out of there that yeah. night. It was a night. Then f- that season we played them three times. That was 91, the- 92. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we managed got, to get um, back to the station anyway. <laughs> I got punched there the first day. Yeah. So my first trip there, walked yeah. past the Lowfield Road. I come off the coach with the what you'd call the straight members. Yeah. I was 17, had a new coat on. Ooh. Man, just bang. <laughs> Floored. But that's how you learn, Andy, don't you? Floored. You didn't make that mistake twice, though, did you? Honestly, I, I got onto the Lowfield Road Terrace yeah. and I was that dazed. 20 minutes into the game. You I, must have seen us all there, surely to God. You should have been protecting people like we, me. We, we fucking did. Well, I they, got smacked. Not me, a good job of people, it. people were protecting me, the Red Army General and a few people who are no longer here, Coco and that. They, that once you've seen them, Harry... Coco, Mick, Big Mick Grogan, you know what I mean? Took a picture of Coco at Goodison in 03 and it's the picture you see everywhere of him. Yeah. Because he asked me to take it when United had just won the, yeah. the league there at Goodison. So Good you were lad. never scared going there? No, more bothered about Anfield and Goodison. Did you respect them as a club, Leeds United? Not a fucking chance. Did you respect any of their players? Not a fucking chance. They won the league. Well, I don't, they had good teams. Fuck. They when had they, great players. When they boot uh, Matt Busby's fucking minutes thing for Busby. Yeah. The fucking scum. I don't want to say this on your podcast. Well, you're but saying it. You're I, saying it. Now. Right. I'm, 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 I want to ask him all. You know all the major sex crimes in Britain? Be careful now. Right. Just be careful. All right. They've been committed by Yorkshire bastards. <laughs> no, well, that's not factually correct, is it? Yes, it is. You know, Yorkshire, Go on, York, tell me. The, well, Yorkshire does the not... The Yorkshire Ripper. Fucking Alice. Jimmy fucking Savile. Right. You know okay, well, there's two right, of them. Yeah. There have been others. When they've done but... the vicar's fucking thing, they've done the vicar's place. Come on, don't what Vickers play. Let's talk about football, Andy, not them, talk about them Yorkshire football. bastards. Try to keep you on the the, the, yeah. the, the, the right side of being legal. You know what, the trouble with Leeds and your West Ham's, they're too bothered about us. They're you not must even... have rated one Leeds player over the years. Don't say yeah, Cantona. Yeah, Joe well, Jordan well, and, no, and Gordon someone. McQueen. Stracker. No, no, no. <laughs> Joe Jordan was, it, was the one player who didn't play for Manchester United who ever played for Leeds United yeah. who you rated I mean they won the league they, they had no. very successful team. like Brian Clough said throw your medals in the bin no, you fucking cheated it. to get first nah, time, was shit. First time Johnny Giles was a shit. Player, but he Johnny Giles United, came from here he came from yeah. United was, was, was he good enough to play for Manchester United yeah we won't give him £100 a week so he got off he was a top player maybe Busby got that wrong maybe I think so you know, seriously. Yeah, Fergie made some mistakes. Reaney, Paul Maidley, Teddy. Right, you're Cooper. a football man. I'll come to you. Go I on. just try. To, I just try to get the name of one player who he Peter rated Peter from Leeds. Right. Peter oh, right, yeah, right. Peter We've struck gold here. Right, <laughs> Mick so, Jones. Right. Okay. Go, now Bruce. we're talking. So you broke his arm in the final, and he played on with a broken arm against Chelsea. Right. That's the first cup final. I can't believe you. The complimenting a. 
So that was yeah. 1970 against Chelsea. Yeah, the, the programme for the replay of that game is worth a lot of money. I think there was a shortage of them. Who do you think going to win tonight at Old Trafford? Well, we're, we're shit. We got, the goalkeeper's not good enough. and We'd always concede 3-1 the Reds. <laughs> Whose goalkeeper's not good enough? Do you hear? Yeah, I don't. For me, he's not good enough. He's not I'm, good enough. Spain's number five. <laughs> nah, he's not good enough, Andy. He's not. He's not. How nah. disappointed are you that Manchester United have only won the last 13 home games? Very disappointed. Kojo, you're a football man. Um, <laughs> were you playing football on the Saturdays when. Most, most of the time, I would say yeah, it was, Andy, yeah, yeah. You were playing sure, yeah. rather than being yeah. able to go to the games. Yeah, so I was travelling up and down the, the country playing football. But um, What's the highest standard you played at? Um, it was um, Northern Premier League, it was called. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, decent standard yeah, getting decent, paid yeah. to. Yeah, getting paid play. to play in that. Yeah. People loved your story about Astro and the, the, the lads in Moss Side having a, a really good football team. Yeah. And then the next day, a mate of mine who's a, who's a, who's a plumber who listens to this, yeah. he said, I'm just going to Moss Side to Mike McKenzie's house. He's got a problem with his boiler. So thought, what a <laughs> small coincidence. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Can I ask you about. Leeds United yeah. they, they pipped Manchester United to the title in 1992 yeah. I was I was devastated about yeah, that I'll, I'll be honest um, we threw it away rather than them winning it I think. but they did win it I know, I know they I did know. win it we, we lost at West Ham where they Gary Speed. played out of their skin yeah, right, West Ham right, right. Look, look. and Palace has scored an own goal they didn't win it we, they won the league we, can't yeah. believe right, Gary Speed was a very good player very David good player. Batty was a very good player was he fucking David Batty he, he was a, a very good player you know player. if he was playing now he'd get sent off every week but he's not playing now and he played <laughs> then and he won the league with yeah. Leeds United no. he's a good player how many points did, did alright can we league? agree that if he played for you you'd like him that type of player David Batty. Yeah. Right. Um, who's the lads who played up Lee Chapman, effective goal scorer? Yeah, yeah, you know who the best player they ever had? Go on, Rio Ferdinand. Go on. Eric Cantona. <laughs> Eric. <laughs> Do you like Leeds as a city? It's a shit hole. It's not a shit hole, it's a good city. It's a shit hole. <laughs> It's not, it's a good city. Yeah, the Yorkshire city. Ripper comes from there, no, doesn't he? he? No, he, he, he <laughs> <Aussie> Bradford. <laughs> Um, how are you feeling about Manchester United Kojo at the moment? <laughs> at the moment, I'm optimistic. Um, and you know what? It's, it's, it's good. To, it's, they're getting some sort of rhythm. They're getting a bit of um, a bit of a good attitude about dying, dying in the shirt. They want to play for United. It seems like he's, he's changed their mentality more than anything else. People say that he's improved Luke Shaw and he's improved Wan-Bissaka. I don't think he's improved them. I think they've always had that ability. It's just that they took liberties with Solskjaer and they didn't put all the effort in that they're supposed to put in every week. People, 75,000 people will come here and play for nothing for these. And these lads don't know how, how lucky they are to play for United. Yeah. It's about applying yourself. It's like in a job. If you don't apply yourself, you're not going to get good results. And now they're applying themselves. They're getting results. I want to put a shout out for Mikey Williams. Yeah. Astro. Yeah, go on, Very Mikey. good friend of mine. Yeah. Very good. I know he was a bitter, but yeah. he was, no, a, Mikey was a, a good lad, lad Mikey. Mikey was very well respected. Yeah. yeah. He was a great lad, Mikey. Yeah, Mikey. He was. got nothing but love for them, man. Yeah, so Mikey was, um, I, I should explain to people listening to this, he was he was a blue, but he was very well known in, in Manchester. You'd see him all around. At, very well known. A lot of the Manchester. Yeah, he was. I remember going You're to right. um, going to Nebworth and um, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he helped us out with tickets. Yeah, he's all right, Mikey. Gentleman. But when did he yeah. pass away? 
Yeah. What year is it? It's a few years, years now, yeah. five yeah. or six but, years but, now. You know, there's a lot of people in Manchester who are well-known, who are respected in the community, yeah. in the real life. And like you, Andy. Give over, Binsy. Come on. Um, and he, even... Um, I remember going to, to City. You're like this coach. First time mm-hmm. I went there in 87 to watch the derby. Yeah. Because um, my dad and my uncle Steve, who played, who also was a footballer, right. they took me there. There's only 32,000 at Main Road. And we walked across um, the forecourt at City. Um, but, Binsy, I'm not going to... No, 30,000 of them were United supporters. <laughs> and a lot of the, the City lads... Outside there were from from Moss Side. Right, okay. I was thirteen; nothing was going to happen to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my dad knew more from football, from playing oh, right, football. Okay. okay. Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. I yeah, belting player him. <laughs> Sorry about elbowing you last week. Hey, you cheeky fucker! And <laughs> yeah, that was the kind so of it's um, working on different levels. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. people from different parts that's of the right, city. That's right. It was um, it was amazing how many people that sort of got to know each other through playing football, but then had, the, had their allegiances to each other team they supported, but they still had a bit of respect for each other. So, and would look out for each other, do you know what I mean? So you're a Moss Side lad. Yeah. Was there anywhere in Manchester you were scared playing? Was there anywhere that was rough? Not really, no. If you I mean, went to Salford or. Yeah, I mean, in the early days, there were certain areas where you'd go and you know you might get a bit of, a bit of my over, but we, we were all pretty confident in looking after ourselves. And, and once we started to sort of dominate the football, I think that took over everybody, everybody sort of had a different attitude, attitude towards us and they all sort of started to say, oh, these are all right, these lads, you know what I mean? And they, they respected us for the football. We did have a bit of problems now and again, wherever you go, and that's just about maybe a bad tackle or someone taking offence about something you've done. But for the most part, it was all right. We didn't really fear going anywhere. Maybe when we were a bit younger, we did. But as we got older, we got more and more sort of confident and the football took over. remember one of my mates... Uh Gaz playing away in Moss Side Sunday League and he was good he was right. a good looking lad and he was fast there were people on the side giving him shit but it was quite amusing all he said to him was mate your man works at McDonald's and that, <laughs> <laughs> that, throughout the game <laughs> I just thought and McDonald's are a big employer and there's nothing wrong with no, that no, but all, that's how they got try to get under his skin yeah, yeah. <laughs> mate you weren't I thought, you cheeky fuckers yeah, yeah, and yeah. he played on his mind yeah, he had yeah. a shit match and I just thought what a weird thing yeah, yeah, but yeah, it was yeah. um, just a, a way to needle into of it of course yeah, yeah yeah so Manchester United Leeds United tonight finally how, how do you think I think maybe 2 or 3 nil to us I can't yeah. see them scoring hopefully we'll put in a good performance because we've got to play him again at the weekend and it Playing back to back, it can be a bit dodgy. So hopefully we can get a two or three nil, and then that'll sort of knock their confidence for the for the game coming at the weekend. But I hope, I want us to keep going on this run, and I want to keep the, the players hungry because at the moment turn Old really Trafford well. into a fortress. Again, that's what I'm we want. Yeah. A Leeds lad. Yeah, bring him over. We'll say hello. Have you got a final lad. ticket for us? No, I'm got. I'm, right. No, for um for Wembley. No. Imagine how many times I've been asked about yeah. Barcelona, Manchester United yeah, tickets. Yeah, 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 yeah. They could be interesting them games, won't they? Yeah. yeah. Well, stood on some Busby Way, yeah, yeah. and I'm joined by Ollie. He's a Leeds United supporter. He goes home and away with Leeds United, and I genuinely appreciate anybody who gives up their time to come and talk to us um, before a match and leaving the mates in the pub and stuff like that. So. Ollie, thanks for joining us on United We Stand. How are you feeling about this game? Apprehensive, mate. Obviously, you know, we've come down here. We've got no manager as we speak. We've got your old number two who had a, who had a toxic record here 
in, uh, control, in, in control of the side. So, obviously, we ain't got a great record over in recent years. So, I'm nervous, mate. I've got to be honest with you, I'm nervous, mate. However, with Casemiro getting sent off, I'm hoping the ringleaders sort of uh, gives us a little bit of hope that he's out, you know what I'm saying to you? Well, he's, a, he's our best, most important player, certainly. Um, where are you from? I'm from Blackpool. Wide sport leads? Uh, family affairs. Right. So, yeah, it, 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 there was no choice. But I think the year I was born, we were league champions. I think we picked you boys in 91-92. So, it started off ever so well and then uh, no comment. So, parents supported Leeds? Dad supports Leeds, yeah. Dad's from Yorkshire? Play. No, no, from Blackpool as well. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So... When did you start going to matches from Blackpool? I went I started going to matches. I started going to matches from about 96, 97 onwards, but I had my scene ticket from 2004, which was the first year we went down. And you go, how do you get over to Leeds all the time? Uh, train, train or, or, or drive, minibus or whatever. And you go home and away? Home and away, yeah, home and away. All the games? All the games. Are the, is there like Blackpool Whites? Blackpool Whites, yeah, yeah, of course yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, Blackpool Whites, yeah. Loads of us, yeah. And yeah. What did Blackpool fans, mates of yours, think of you? Did you just... No, but listen, Blackpool's a town, it's full of loads of fans, there's quite a lot of Man United support, there's loads of Glasgow Rangers, Celtic fans, yeah. uh, amongst the Blackpool fans, so yeah, it's no issue with that. Okay. How has this season been for you? Bad, very bad. It's not gone to, it's not gone to plan, really. You know, what, what they should have done really last year was they should have thanked Jesse Marsh at the last game of the season at Brentford, shook his hand, give him a little package to say thanks for keeping us up and parted ways, but we sort of backed him. His system does not work over it, as you will um, adhere to as well under the uh, the, the Red Bull, uh, Ralph Ragnick sort of style of football. It doesn't suit this style of play over here, so it's been, it's been shocking to be honest, mate. It's not been great. What was your highlight as a Leeds United fan? What for, yes. this year? Yeah, no, just picking out moments in your time supporting Leeds, promotion. Promotion, yeah, yeah. obviously, yeah. I mean, the latest promotion got spoiled a bit by COVID because obviously the fans, we couldn't have been there. I mean, League One promotion beating you lot here in, in a, as a League One side where you had a full strength side out and we're, uh, we're champions <laughs> no, yeah. so I, I wrote a piece today um, I've had quite a bit of stick actually from Leeds United fans I, I mistakenly said that Cantona played in those games in 91-92 but he didn't no, join no. you until a couple of weeks later so I've had that corrected so I, I, I apologise for that I thought I was fair. People in West Yorkshire may have a slightly different <laughs> view of that, but I genuinely think when I've spoke to Leeds fans and done stuff, I've been pretty even, even-handed. Um, but I can't hide the fact that there is a massive rivalry between the two yeah. teams. No, How do right. you feel about the rivalry and about Manchester United? No, I love the, I, I love to hate Man United. I love the rivalry. Obviously, we, we, we only had, what, two cup games in 16, 17 years, where we won one, you won at Ellen Road. I think Michael Owen scored that night. So it's just great to be back. It's a good old-fashioned rivalry. And uh, you've had the better of us in recent times. Scored a hell of a lot of goals, especially at Old Trafford. But I'm ready for a big game tonight. If they make it a cup final atmosphere, you never know. We might nick some it. You never so know. What's happening now is uh, Leeds fans are walking down some at Busby Way, singing We Are Leeds. They've got an escort around them. So a couple of hundred Leeds fans. So they've obviously been identified by the police and walking down there. And you're hearing shit, basically. It's not, not a nice side to what we're hearing on through here. I think that's it. Have they all walked through? I think so, I think so, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Um, <coughs> you think you'll stay up this year? 
I don't know. I, I don't know, honestly. It's, it all depends on the manager. And it all depends on the manager. It depends. The problem with this board is they love a project. They love a project. They, 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 if they go and get a tried and tested manager, I think there's enough quality in the squad to stay up. Whether they go and get a tried and tested manager or they go for another European project who doesn't know the league, takes his time to put implement his style. That's all we have heard with Jesse Marsh. He just wants to implement his style. It takes time. If a manager can't hit the ground running, i.e. Sean Dyke, Sean, last Saturday, we, we might struggle, mate. We can't hide the fact that there are songs. There was a flag raised at Ellen Road about Istanbul. Yeah. There was... Um, there's Munich songs there's definitely an unsavoury side to the rivalry isn't there yeah, yeah. it's time for that to, all them songs and all that to be put to bed now it, yeah. it, for both sides it, it, so them days are done now you know so yeah got nothing more to say on that what um, what's your fan culture like going away from home there almost became a piss take if someone had a big away following, yeah. it'd be Leeds like, will take more. Leeds will take yeah. more. Well, obviously, but the thing is, Andy, what you've got to remember is because we've been in the Championship with the Football League, you get massive allocations. So you go to Preston and Barnsley. Blackburn Rovers, you're getting 8,000. 8, so you're getting Barnsley, Blackburn, yeah. Preston. You And also, don't forget, you go and see these lower league clubs and sometimes, they, they, you know, when big clubs go down, you know, even like when Newcastle United or West Ham were to go down to Leeds, you know, it's their big payday of the season. So yeah, there was a bit of banter on the uh, online that Leeds will take more, and, and, and I don't feel, I, I don't, think, I don't think we, we sold out. I think pretty much year on year away. But yeah, we, did, you know, it's, it's, it's a good crack. You know, we, we'll always sell out no matter how bad the side is. You know, as we'll testify tonight. You know what I mean? But yeah, so I got told you were a good footballer yourself when you were younger. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, I was all right. Did you play? Yeah, I played a little bit. I played a little bit. Now I was all right. I was all right. But uh, what standard? Uh, no, I was I was all right. I played I played I played a decent standard for a bit, but then uh, I was just hampered by injuries. So yeah. In Blackpool. Yeah, in Blackpool. In Blackpool. Yeah. So yeah. How's Leeds doing as a city? Leeds, Leeds is prospering. Yeah, it's, I mean, listen, Manchester had loads of investment, loads of investment. Every time I come come down here and see some friends, there's a new, you know, there's new buildings getting done, and Colts is getting all that all that round there, Northern Quarter. But Leeds is the same and obviously sustaining the Premier League it attracts that external investment so it, again going back to the football club it's, it's massive that we stay in the league because it does bring inside that external investment the next step sorry to go on the next step has got to be the ground yeah it's got to be the ground so I was actually going to touch on that so got to the 90s I remember some mates um, studying in Leeds going over to Leeds and I'd go over there and I actually thought it was a better night out than Manchester I'm talking 97, 98 here right there wasn't the gangs yeah. that you had in Manchester. I think Leeds as a place was doing really well. I know um, we'd take the piss going, oh, they've got Harvey Nicks, and, <laughs> but he was yeah, doing yeah. well, genuinely. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you, you, you fall out the league. I ended up going there 2000 and I think 17 to watch you play against Brentford. And I couldn't believe Ellen Road. It was just like it had stood in time. Correct. and. It, it, it's like it had lost its Premier League sheen yeah. and I say that as a good and a bad because yeah. I love the fact that yeah. it was earthy and raw but it was pretty stark as well yeah. it is, and it's a difficult one because you want to keep the you want to keep the intense sort of on top of the, the players atmosphere as you will but there's bits of the ground and it, it needs modernising I mean the club alluded to it about three years ago saying it, you know after three years in the Premier League that there would be some serious investment going into the ground but as, as of yet mate, we haven't really seen much but 
obviously there's bits that are great I, don't, I wouldn't want to be a West Ham I wouldn't want to be like a, a West Ham Tottenham Spurs is a good ground to be fair I'm trying to think of them them grounds yeah. where you're miles yeah, away from the pit yeah. you don't one of them they just they just knock them out for fun Southamptons your Leicester Cities soulless yeah. you still want to keep that atmosphere and, 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 that, and, and that energy but with a bit of modernisation what's the fan culture like because when I see the square ball square I great. see a really strong fanzine podcast a yeah. really strong yeah. uh, fan culture and I'd always say I'd rather be playing Leeds than Bournemouth to the point that I had Bournemouth fans on my case going what's wrong with us yeah. I'm like with respect your hardcore's four and a half hours and yeah. Leeds is a massive city yeah. and you know I could see that the, the, the fan culture was very strong there is that all true? Yeah yeah of course it is I mean I mean, worryingly for the Premier League, like your, your blueprints for clubs like us going up is, is, is your Brentfords and your Brightons and your Bournemouths. But yeah, obviously, you know, like the, you know, the fan culture is growing and growing. You know, obviously, the square ball are number one for us, really. Uh, they've got a massive following. You know, I think the full time, them guys there, I don't know if you know Moscow White and all them boys, but no, square ball's different class. But you know what? As you'll know yourself, with the rise of social media, the, the, the markets now, it, it's massive. You can just type in your club and there's about 100 different YouTube channels and they're uh, coming from everywhere but the better and worse oh yeah of course yeah. everyone's got a opinion yeah yeah, yeah. for better and worse some are absolutely rubbish yeah. but uh, going back to the square ball yeah they've stood the, stood the test of time so yeah decent we're often um, it's often us and them in the, the fanzine of the year award yeah. so we've said to Ed it's <laughs> yeah. like we know that they're fucking good but I ain't going to read alright I'll just have a little look to see <laughs> yeah, what take yeah. a few ideas see what the, what they're doing there um, which players uh, have done well for you because I'm not watching your team we've every got, week. Well, it's funny we, we've got a, we've got a lad. They've got, they nicked a lad from Switzerland in the in the summer. He weren't meant to join until January called Willie Nonso. He's right. only 18. Plays for Italy. Guys, different different levels. He's only eight. He's just turned 19. Sorry, got him for four million a snippet, and I think uh, Gary Neville actually waxing lyrical about him against Aston Villa. Uh, really had a really I mean you know shows Jesse Marsh's knowledge he signed him Jesse Marsh says he's not he's not Premier League ready before you know it he's ripping it up other than that mate to be honest with you no one's really stood out really to be honest it, it has been a poor half of the season but yeah I'll say the standout player at the moment would be willing on so definitely Marcello Bielsa discuss Oh, the best man, the best. Yeah, if only he had the investment that this current manager has had. You know, Bielsa's loved at Leeds. He's, he's a god at Leeds. I mean, to be honest, our hearts were going when uh, he was spotted uh, flying into London Heathrow on his way to Merseyside. So I'm just glad that didn't work out. But yeah, Bielsa's the king, man. Yeah, long live Bielsa. John, anything you'd like to ask um, Ollie listening to our conversation? Uh, anything I've got to ask him? Yeah. No, I, Leeds fan. no, do you know what? Seems interested listening to him. Yeah, no, it's, it's nice, nice to listen because sometimes you, you know, when you think of United and Leeds, you, you only really get that sort of vitriol that's between the two sets of fans. Um, for me personally, I, I've not got enough hate in me to really be bothered about Leeds as much because we've got City and Liverpool obviously been top of the tree, so I've not really got it quite in the, in the same way. Um, but no, um, yeah, I mean. I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna be a difficult game for them um, for tonight, but I think I think Sunday should be uh, Sunday. I'm, I'm assuming you're looking forward to Sunday probably more than you are tonight. Aren't you? Well, yeah, my old man tells me that this happened actually in the 1990s when we when we played each other in the league in the court three times. Yeah. Now this is the problem that we've got we've got we've got a generation of fans now who don't know the rivalry, you know, because we've dipped out of the league for 16 years. Man City, Man City have obviously come right up through the ranks. Liverpool obviously are massive rivals of yours, but hopefully we can reignite something on the pitch. You know, and get it going again. What do you think of Manchester as a city? Oh, great city! I love yeah. Manchester. Yeah, good city, good city, good night out, good people, good bars, good good restaurants, quality. 
until you start mentioning football. Eh? We all get on great until you mention. <laughs> is there anything about Manchester United that you like, or is you just so black? No, no, no. Is there any player? If you could have any player now, no, you're allowed to sign one for free. For free? No, no, no. I'll send him back. I'd like to thank you for your time. No, I need to brilliant. Spot on, mate. Walking off the trying to form a, a barrier around the entrance uh, S22 for the 600 Leeds fans will go into that bit and Manchester United fans are sort of rubber necking it a bit and singing songs about Eric Cantona and Leeds tech companies in America pay next to nothing in taxes, meaning they barely give anything back to the society that's made them rich. They may not do a lot of giving, but they sure do a lot of taking. Ladies and gentlemen, 
we're talking about how these tech companies enrich themselves by taking your personal data. They grab your web history, email metadata, and video searches to create a detailed profile in you, which they then sell off to the highest bidder. Companies aren't just selling products anymore, they're selling you. You have become the product. And to protect your identity and your data from these tech giants, we recommend using ExpressVPN every time you go online. Think about all the websites that you visit, Twitter, Facebook, Google, everything you do and say online is tracked by these giant corporations. Using your public IP address, they can uniquely match your activity to your known location. ExpressVPN makes you anonymous online. It camouflages your IP address and it replaces with a different secure IP of your choice. ExpressVPN also encrypts all of your data so that it's protected from the hackers and anyone else who's trying to spy on you. What we like most about ExpressVPN is that it's easy to use. You download the app, we've done that, on your phone, your computer, tap one button and you're protected. So if you're like us and you believe in internet data belonging to you and not to greedy corporations, ExpressVPN is the answer. Protect your data with the number one rated VPN provider today. Visit expressvpn.com forward slash united to get three months for absolutely nothing on a one year package. That's expressvpn.com forward slash united. ExpressVPN.com forward slash United to learn more. It's post match after Manchester United have drew 2 2 against Leeds. Um, pretty strange match, really, but I'm going to unpick it with John Ashton and James Young. Um, lads, I, I'll go as far as to say it was a really bad performance that, um, and we shouldn't be, you know, um, glad of a draw against Leeds, but we, de- we deserved to draw, didn't we? We didn't deserve to win that. Yeah, it was weird because you looked at the game and you do think we got out of jail a little bit, but then when you also look at the game looking back, De Gea didn't touch the ball other than picking out of his net twice. You know, their keepers made a few good saves and on another day we've missed some sitters. You know, we could have scored six or seven, but but yeah, you didn't really feel like we deserved to win the game. Maybe that's just a sign of where we've come, that we didn't come away thinking we've battered them, you know, and we deserved the win. Um, but on recent performances, yeah, it, 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 was, it was sloppy, certainly at both ends of the pitch. Um, I think the manager perhaps got his team wrong accommodating a couple of players in wrong positions um, and I think we're suffering a little bit from the fact that we've not really got the squad um, to be able to compensate for having two or three key players out and I think it showed today but yeah it's, it's a disappointing result um, you've got to take some solace from the fact that we've not just whimpered out and, and, and lost the game we've got a point out of it but yeah it's, it's typically United that every time we get a sniff of that top two when someone drops points we always go and throw points away ourselves yeah, James, um, John's, I think John's spot on there with his summary, but, you know, I, I just didn't think United were on it for a minute one. Uh, well, did they score in the well, first minute? I was seconds, yeah. what is it? Was it 45 seconds? Yeah. It was a trap start. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the thing. When, when Leeds took the lead and when they got the second, you'd hear their away fans and everything, and it just felt like United panicked a bit for no reason. They're not as good on paper. The players aren't as good. This season, they've been crap. It was there for the taking for United to win again. And I think before the game, if you ask most people, they said that United were going to win two or three. No, it felt like it was going to be a pretty comfortable win. And then as soon as Leeds got those two goals, it felt more like a, a cup game, like a sort of League One team was going away and beating United and that sort of thing. And United have obviously got the, the quality on the pitch to finish them off, and they should have done because towards the end of the second half, they had a couple of, of good chances, Rashford especially, should have put that one away at the end. But yeah, disappointing, I think, in the end because United had chances to win and they should have done, I think. 
Yeah, John, I mean, how much do we read into this? Because uh, we've, we've had a, a really good run at home. Was it 13? Home wins on the bounce, yeah, which is brilliant. Um, I think it was a period in that where we didn't concede, concede a goal at home for about eight games. You know, I just can't help but thinking that the, the stars aligned a bit for Leeds because, you know, we had a few players out. You could clearly see that Delo was um, struggling a bit. He was caught... Um, caught up by it with a pace of the game in the first half I think I noticed then obviously you've got Sabit so that's new, coming new into the team that had an impact on Fred you know Varane didn't look absolutely um, he looked unsettled I'd, I'd say that's a fair um, statement so you know and then you've got Leeds with a new manager I'd, I'd like to you know see their running stats for the last game because it was far more it, it just felt like one of those nights really where you know, we're going to have to really dig deep right from minute one. Yeah, like we've just said, it's, it's kind of weird because I've just got the stats up in front of me now. United 66% on the ball, 15 shots to their four, seven shots on goal compared to their two, which both went in. So normally you'd say, you know, that's a pretty one-sided game where the, the home team's unlucky that they've not won. But you do come away from it thinking we were sloppy, we probably didn't deserve to win. But like I said, maybe that's just a sign of where we've come and that the, the standards and the expectancy has been raised a little higher than where it has been in the past. But it's underlining, you know, it's a bit of a reality check, I think, for United, because it's still underlining that we are still massively missing some key players. You know, if you looked at our front six today, you could argue that only two of them would be in, in, your, in your normal front choice six. And one of them, again, your best player, is being played massively out of position to accommodate other players. You know, again, the same as the Palace game on Saturday, as soon as he took um, Vegost off, put Rashford in the middle, we scored within five minutes. So, yeah, you, you could easily sit there and say that we've got five players out in them, them key positions um, and it should be a wake-up call to the club that, you know, you're going for four to four competitions and the bench was full of young kids um, and I think that's the difference right now and, and that's why we're probably punching a little bit above our weight and we, we have said on this podcast for quite some weeks that we were a bit worried that if you're in four competitions, have we got the squad and that depth to be able to cope with two or three, four players out um, and I think tonight shows that we probably haven't um, but maybe he should perhaps trust in a couple of young players more than he does with some of us but there's, there's positives but there was also um, you know things to take away and say you've got to improve on and another thing is that we've had for quite some time this season as well is that when we have a bad game defensively which we, I thought we did today I thought we looked shaky I thought Varane like you said looked, looked off it we don't really have the forward players to be able to pull us out of it and if you think of the last game we 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 lost at Arsenal, we, we couldn't come back from it. The one before that was Villa, we conceded three goals. We don't seem to lose 1-0. It's yeah. when we lose two or three goals and we have a, a, a bad... We, we, we seem to score, we seem to concede none, or two or three. And I think yeah. that's that's not helped us tonight. Yeah, James, uh, I just want to come back on Varane a bit because obviously he did, to me, look really unsettled in that first half. And is that because his midfield has changed? You know, Casemiro's not there to pass to. Because it was mainly when the ball was at his feet. You know, it's amazing how like something like that can have an impact on so many players in the team because I felt, you know, Delort, Varane, you know, Fred, absolutely um, a chalk and cheese compared to previous weeks. You know, it, it's amazing that, isn't it, how one player can make such a difference. Partly. I think the problem as well was that Leeds played a really high press. I don't think I was expecting that, especially under Bielsa where they've come to Old Trafford and they've lost pretty heavily and they've pushed forwards too much. I wasn't expecting them to do that straight I don't away. Think they know how else to play, though, yeah. Because the last manager was similar. But I thought 
they'd sit back and sort of play like a sort of you know like a West Brom or a Stoke or that sort of team that would get a point at Old Trafford and make it difficult. But to be fair to them, they came out straight away and sort of caught United a bit by surprise. And I think that's how they managed to take a two-nil lead. And I think their fans would be be happy with that if you gave them that before. You know the irony is, so had they played that way when they were two-nil up <coughs> and sat back mm. and defended well, they'd have probably come away with the points. Yeah. But they still carried on trying to play football, which to the credit in terms of made for a good game was a little bit naive in a sense that he allowed us back into the game without really playing that well because I think we would have often puffed with the players we had on the pitch if if we had to you know break them to two banks of four down. Next player I want to discuss is Fred. Um, I'm a big champion of Fred in you know a lot of ways. I, th- I think he's. Um, He's the one player in the United team that always never hides, always looks to pass the ball forward quick, but he had one of those nights tonight, didn't he? Um, and I mean, second half, you know, like there, was, there was a point where he just kept kicking the ball back to him, you know, it really was poor. I argued, even when last year when they were getting loads of stick, and even Matt Tomine put in the same, same breath, I don't think either of them are defensive midfielders. And you realise when you watch someone like Casemiro, and it doesn't matter whether McTominay can put a foot in, whether Fred can put a foot in, it's that ability to read the game, to control the game of football, and I don't think Fred has it. So you basically had you had, you had three midfielders playing there today. Sabitzer, again, is another one you can tell is a, in a similar sort of mould, who's a, one of you know high-up pressing type midfielder. And we just lack someone in that midfield. And I know Casemiro has been very good, but it's more what his impact when he's out of the team is the fact that we've got nobody else who can play in that style who can put a foot on the ball who can control the game and I think that's where we were lacking today I thought we had three midfielders playing who were basically very very similar players and nobody behind them to give them that sort of protection because you just you've spoke there about the centre-halves if those two centre-halves today were, were Maguire and Lindelof who put that sort of performance in they'd be getting absolute pelters today but suddenly you realise that you put that player in front of him who gives them that bit of protection and it just works wonders with any player. Yeah, I think when when I summarise Fred in that game, you know, I, and when he has one of those nights that we've seen, you know, where he just starts to give the ball away and it, it never gets better during the game, I've, I've found. And I would like someone to actually just say to him, have a bit of composure in that time because yeah, it's always Casemiro. when he's... Mm. Yeah. That's his problem, he's gone yeah, Casemiro, yeah. he stands next to him, I know. He's like, just always, like, he, he, he's like, it's like a... He's, what, his worst nights are when it's like a hot potato, you know, and he, it's not a team like City who, you know, we need to counter quickly. It's a, it's a team that we're better than, and I often find he has them in those types of games. It reminds me of Nani in a lot of ways. You know, he's either like really good or he's shit, and there's, there's no in between. Yeah, no. And I think as well tonight, um, Garnacho proved as well why he shouldn't be starting every game. I think he's a good player, he's got a lot of potential, but I think you almost do players like that more harm than good when you're starting them that often, because, and this is the problem United have got in terms of squad depth. That there should be another player there who can be able to come in for, for matches like this. Garnacho's a great talent, and me and me actually talked about this on the way to the game before. Yeah. But what I don't understand with Garnacho is because he is genuinely. I understand why we play Anthony on the right because with the modern day forwards and you know it has to be a right footer on the left and left foot on the right, etc. But Garnacho can go either way. So what I never understand is why everyone else gets accommodated and Garnacho's always on the left. And today you saw you wasted your best player by putting. You might, as well, you might as well put Rashford on right back to play him on the right wing. Either play him centre forward or play him on the left wing. But again, we've 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 sacrificed him to accommodate other players. And what I'd rather, player, I would rather yeah. have our best player playing on the left yeah. and two puddings on the other positions and them muddling around. And I yeah. think I think that showed a little bit today. Yeah, and he moved over to the right second half. And to be fair to Ganacho, I, I felt like he came across a really wily fullback today. Like I saw, you know, Ailing using all the tricks in the book, you know. When when um, Ganacho was getting past him, you know, he'd give him a little clip, or there was one one um, tackle at the end of the first half where he went straight down his ankle, you know, and 
Ganacho is going to have to, um, you know, come across those games and you know learn how to fight in them because. I, I, to be honest, I mean at his age, I don't, I don't actually blame him for Luke Ayling, you know, getting the better of him in that first half. I thought, it, you know, he was, he was up there, against the season. The other was Dursi as well, the one that should have got yeah. sent off for taking Rashford down when he was pretty much still on goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It I was, thought it was that, a yeah, tough yeah. night for him, but yeah. the, the hardest thing with young players is you, you bring them into struggling teams, well not struggling teams, but a team with players who you know Sabitz is finding his first game for the, the yeah. team. Fred's slightly out of position. You know, you've got, you've got injury, a yeah, big yeah. absolute yeah. cart also of strike. You know, it's just. It, it was tough so it, you know it's not a night to blame him I just think that the manager spent too long trying to accommodate him in his best position where he wasn't playing well for too long when you could have put him out right and it, it looked better once he moved over and even then you have to ask yourself you know why is Sancho still not starting him games because it, it made a difference I thought when he came on and even Polistri as well I thought made a difference yeah I think if I was to summarise it I don't want to be too harsh on the team because obviously they're coming off the back of a, a good run but there's no doubt that two or three you know in you know two or three injuries, and that team gets disconnected so easily. Well, it's about it? fatigue as well. I think that's the uh, the concern as well with all these games United have got coming up. I know I've gone about it, but the lack of squad depth United have. They've got Barcelona away. If they, if they beat them, they'll have to play another whatever three or four games in the Europa League minimum. Then they've got the FA Cup on top of that, and they've got a, a League Cup final as well. You, you can almost be in danger of sabotaging the, the league entirely and not win a cup as well. Yeah, definitely. No, 100%. We, we said this, like I said, we've said the same for quite some time on here that we were worried that this momentum, I like the momentum we're building, but you can't keep flogging these players. You have to give players games, and the fact is, some of them aren't quite good enough. And it should be a wake up call because what, you know, United are basically battling on four fronts, and we've got a Burnley striker playing up front for us on loan. With no one to back him up, and that, you know that that speaks volumes for me. You know, we had we had days when Solskjaer and Sheringham couldn't get games, and now we've got a Burnley centre forward playing for us every week who's nowhere near good enough, and that's going to be our downfall ultimately. That we've we've got a good platform, we've got a good defence, we've got a reasonably good midfield, some good attacking players, but we've just not got a forward players. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Sunday, I want to talk about now because if there's anything I've learnt tonight, is we're going to have to do something a bit different in midfield. I mean, what what are we doing there? Because that. I mean tonight, I, that that's where I identify it all went wrong. Because I I felt like Varane and Martinez I didn't have people to pass to. I felt like um, all of a sudden, you know, the the balls weren't being played to Bruno in, in, or the or the wide men in the same fashion. I thought the link up between our fullbacks was worse as well. You know, what are we going to do? There? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what you're. You know, there's been talk for a while of playing Martinez there, but you know it's. You fall back into that trap of remember years ago people thinking Real Ferdinand could play there and he had a disaster, Alan Smith got played in there. Yeah. You know, if you're not naturally there, I, I don't think you're gonna be able to do much different than what we're doing today. I think what you're gonna to have to do is our leads are gonna have a bit more of a go. Um you're perhaps gonna to have to ask players to sit in a little bit more. Um perhaps play players, you know, Sancho at least will give you a bit more graft maybe out wide than what um Garnacho will do. I think maybe you play Rashford through the middle because you, there's no point playing with a target man up there. You, you need you need to be able to sit a bit deeper, I think, and be able to play on the counter a little bit more. You know, if, if you win at Leeds on on Sunday, suddenly you're saying this week four points maybe is not the worst week in the world because you know Leeds isn't the easiest place to go in the world. But um, yeah, I, I think they're just going to be a little bit more savvy this weekend and a bit more careful with the ball. You know, even the likes of Fernandez again was a bit sloppy again today and it spread throughout the team, but. Yeah, there, there was a bit of nervousness. Maybe it come from we could see the goal after 40 seconds, but there was a little bit of nervousness in that back four against tonight, which, which I don't think helped. Um, maybe having Wan Bissaka as well, which I never thought I'd say, um, might just help us a little bit in that right back position. Yeah, and that, that's it. And I mean, Delot's come into a game there where you know a team against a high press, um, 
the, the first 10 minutes, you know, they were they were straight out of the blocks, weren't they? So you can understand that some, a, a player like that struggles to get used to the pace of the game. When's the last time he played? I can't, I can't actually think. The World it? Cup, I think. I don't think he's played since the World Cup for us. But um, no, I mean, it, it, it doesn't help conceding a goal so early. You know, if that flies wide or he was yeah. marginally onside, you know, it can change the <coughs> complex of the game. I thought United did come back well. Maybe, maybe we've just been a little bit harsh on because, like I said, if you if you do analyse the stats, De Gea's not made a save the entire game. So should he have saved the goal? I've not seen that. Back. No, 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 I don't no, think no. so. I don't. Th I don't think there's much he could have done with either of them, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but they've, they've scored from there only two shots on target. But there were other other moments in the game, wasn't there, where they, maybe they didn't get a shot, which makes the stats a little bit deceiving. But um, no, maybe a bit of credit to them. Like I said, I thought we were wasteful in front of goal as well, but um, you dust yourself down, you're not going to win every week and, and, and you know, see how you go. Actually, going forward, I don't think Delo's that bad. I don't think he ever has been because he was creating a lot in those sort of last 10 minutes when these had that really low block and they were sitting deep. He was one of the only people that was getting out wide and actually trying to put crosses in because I think the problem is when teams like this sit back and this was the same problem under Solskjaer, you know, struggle to break them down when there's just two blocks of five like that. But I think this season under Sen Hag, to be fair, they managed to break teams like that down, which is why I was surprised they couldn't actually get a winner because they had chances to. And one observation there, I think we missed Christian Eriksen as much as Casemiro in that game. Yeah, one hundred percent. Just someone yeah. who can put a foot on the ball and, and dictate that midfield. You know, just the, lacking composure. The, 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 the biggest yeah. change with United this season has been that midfield, hasn't it? And it's yeah. it's largely been when those three have played. All right, you've had some good cameos out of Fred when he's come on as a sub, or but you, you might be able to get away with one of them missing. Two of them missing, I think, is a big blow. Uh, you know, even Fernandez didn't quite have that sort of same connection he has with other players. But um, I don't know. I don't know whether Martial might be fit this weekend as well. You, you've got another yeah. player who could play up there. But it's bad when we're sort of relying on those sort of players, and I think that's the, the big miss for United. Because once once we changed it in that second half, and we had those sort of interchangeable players who link up well, who you know drift wide and just give you a bit more. I thought we, we offered a little bit more. Um, if, you, if you're lacking a sort of defensive midfielder, then you know, go on the attack. Are we like giving him a bit of a pass then and saying that it's not completely deflated us, you know, we go again Sunday, we can get a win. Um, we're still in decent shape, aren't we? Considering, you know, where we're Yeah, I think people are getting a bit, every time there's a sort of sniff of the league, um, we get a little bit carried away. You know, obviously the team that are in second are massive cheats anyway, so te <laughs> technically we're still in second. Um, but you know, catching Arsenal will be a, be a, be a big, um, you know, be quite a big thing. But I think what's frustrating is, and it seems to be the same for the last two years, is every time we get a sniff of being able to go in touching distance, we we, we make a mess of it. For the last couple yeah. of years, yeah. so again, I don't know if it's a mentality thing or what, but I still think it boils down to the fact that we've got a game every three days, and we haven't got the squad to compensate mm. for two or three players, key players out. But that was yeah. the same under Solskjaer when, when we were top. Um, above Liverpool sort of November, December time in that um, like Covid season the same thing happens they just yeah. capitulate completely in the second half of the season yeah definitely um, just before we come on to City I'll get your final thoughts because I want to come on to that um, just with regards to the um, the Barcelona ties I mean I'm really looking forward to them to see where we're up to yeah I mean they, they, they've gone under the radar a little bit I was saying the other day that I've, that I've got a friend I work with who's from Spain uh, Barcelona fan and he thinks United will beat them um, he thinks the Spanish league isn't what it was but I think Spain, Barcelona have also conceded six goals in 18-19 yeah. in games they've not conceded a goal at home from open play all season and we're now in February so um, and you go into that game with Vegas he's not exactly going to be licking <laughs> your lips out. but um, it will be a good measure but then by the same rule it might be a blessing in disguise if they do beat us because there's no shame in losing to Barcelona 
and you can, you know, we're basically three, four games away from a domestic cup double. We're about 15 games away from winning the Europa League, you know. Yeah. So, so I, I just don't think we've got the squad to go the whole hog. Um, so, you know, with the teams that have gone out of the FA Cup, we're already in a League Cup final, foot in the top four door. So, if you, I don't know, it might not be the worst thing in the world. It'd be good to measure ourselves, but yeah. we'll see. Mm. I already think as well, to be honest with you, um, with Barcelona and everything, that it's similar to uh, Solskjaer when, when United played them. A similar thing could happen whereby United lost that Champions League game and then they lost to Arsenal the week before, but that was when they, that was when they crashed that season. Um, and I think top four United should get this season anyway. So there's no point trying to compete for the Europa League as well as the FA Cup when United should get Champions League football. So I think, like we were saying earlier, under Solskjaer, United lost that Barcelona game. One of the worst performances I've seen at the new camp with Ashley Young trying to uh, attempt to mark Messi, which is a horrific thing um, to watch. And then after that, we were losing to Huddersfield and Cardiff. Yeah, I it's remember fair, that. Yeah. It's a fair point because losing games is not a good thing to do mm. in any point. No, you do no. lose momentum, but you do think over the grand scheme of things. I don't. Mm. We've, we could potentially still have 31 games to play between now and the end of May, and yeah. uh, if you start having to bring kids in and everyone else, you know, Vegas going to end up about our 10th highest appearance maker by the end yeah. of the season. Um, so it's, you know, you're not, you're not going to be able to do it. So it's you do have to prioritise a little bit. I think. Yeah, definitely, and just. Um, wouldn't, I think we've got to touch on the news about Manchester City at the moment, John. Um, you were always quite vocal. We've got plenty of mates that are blues. Um, incomplete denial, really. I definitely haven't. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm absolutely stunned by the news, in fairness. I just yeah. thought that Manchester City there from packing out grounds like they do, selling, you know, advertising tickets on Piccadilly Radio, <laughs> just thought it was completely natural. that they, they, they earn about an extra 150 million than Minnows, Real Madrid... So yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely stunned by the news. Those earn double ad buzz they have must have, um, you know, must must earn them a lot, must not they? Yeah, the, the funniest one is them, them trying to listen to them like defend it though. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. You, the, I think that the ground deals worth something like ten times Arsenal's is, and we we all knew it was coming. You just hope that the Premier League are going to have the backbone and the nous to be able to push with it because from listening to it if you had to listen to them both in a battle between the Premier League you don't know what it said from its ass, and City's lawyers who are being paid did you say it was 80 grand an hour yeah yeah plus yeah. plus the Cayman Island accounts that they're getting paid in but um, so yeah I, don't, I really don't I mean I, I don't I don't want to see you know people going about us getting backdated trophies and things like that but um, I don't think it'll ever come to that but at least that no matter what goes on whatever they, whatever, they, whatever they have yeah. won it'll be have a big massive asterisk it would, next it would be very funny though if that 11-12 season got rescinded because their entire sort of branding as a club would just be non-existent then they'd have to completely read the whole 93-20 lounge and everything yeah, yeah. associated to that would just <laughs> be like out, yeah. um, but I love the fact that City fans are like well we're being punished for disrupting the status quo by using sovereign wealth and breaching 100 uh, you know financial fair play uh, rules and Premier League rules as well it's like you've uh, yeah, you've really taken on the system there with being owned by the UAE. Yeah, and I think that's what I've noticed over the last few days. And, it, you know, perhaps it'll, it'd be the same if, um, you know, something, there was a subject United were, mm. you know, in the news about. But I think what I've noticed is, is that football makes idiots of us, doesn't it? Because, you know, you listen to them and, you know, you can hear every, every you hear everything from referee conspiracies every weekend mm. happening, you know, to, you know, What's saying today that yeah. we're more hated than United? Yeah, the cartel being after him, they keep saying, don't they? And it, they just sound like idiots. Do you know don't what? They? You know what? There is an element to that because you yeah. you, you could argue. And we we said this again. We were talking about it before that when you hear, I, the worst argument I hate is this: 
our owners pump money into football. I mean, what does that mean? <laughs> does that mean that you're giving kid, kits to kids or you know sending stuff over to Africa? No, it means you're paying. It means you're paying bigger transfer fees. Mm. It means you're paying bigger wages. Means you're yeah. just inflating everything. So you're not yeah, pumping yeah, anything yeah. into football no. whatsoever. But then by the same rule, you say to yourself, well, how would City ever compete with the current lot? So yeah. you know, and then rules have been brought in to protect the club cycles. There's no doubt about it. So for me. Normally, I'd say we're living proof that spending money does not guarantee you anything. No. You have to give them credit that whether money's going in Cayman Islands or anywhere else, they've invested in the right places, they've got the right players in, they've got the right managers in. But rules are rules, so... What are they, gu- what are they going to be guilty of, John? Being scruffs, mostly. <laughs> um, well, you know what they're guilty of? They're, they're, they're guilty of what they, what they used to do, I think, was hiding their expenses. Then when they suddenly realised when they got done by UEFA, they suddenly realised, well, what will hide our expenses is by inflating our... Um, income, which yeah. they seem to be now doing in, in broad daylight, the, the fact that they're now earning. Revenue, they're they're, they're the only company in the entire planet that increased their revenue when everyone else was locked down in the fucking living room. <laughs> yeah. So we they spo- increased their revenue. But so also they didn't exist sight. the fucking random Bitcoin yeah. sponsor they had. They're all, like, they're all on LinkedIn, aren't they? They've yeah. got fake LinkedIn profiles. So that's what they're guilty of. They're, they're basically. They're sponsoring themselves, aren't they? They're money laundering, they're paying for themselves, they're, they're paying people more than they're saying they have done. They're making massive losses, which is mm. against the rules. But And uh, war crimes in Yemen as well, probably. <laughs> Just and a, a question. And a lot of Just a question. If, if you could, like, if the Premier League guaranteed it wouldn't happen, they wouldn't be able to do it going forward, and there was closer scrutiny over it, would that be a good outcome for you? With no penalties? No, 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 that's him back in Division 4. <laughs> um, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> they'll find ways around it you know money money speaks doesn't it because straight away now if they do that what where the next the next point of call needs to be is saying our oh, manchester city top of the deloitte football league when they're advertising raid tickets on the men do you know what i mean yeah, yeah, the, yeah. It's, it's not physically possible to do what they're doing um i did i did keep, keep yeah. them on that hill in blackburn and just yeah, let yeah, them stay yeah. there forever yeah i did laugh at vincent company this morning you know like somebody who will will obviously be really impartial you know mm. Um, and it turned out that he owns some kind of car leasing company which City gave him, yeah, so really strange. Well, the way that Guardiola in his press conferences just completely takes it so personally as well. I I can't remember which journalist it was that asked him, like, last year. That was after the treble, weren't it, I think? And he was like, how can you say that about me? What what, what a rude thing to say. It's like, it's fucking not. Right, just lastly, man of the matches, lads. Oh, bloody hell. I'm going to go Marcus Rashford. I thought he, he, when he moved into his position, he, he looked our major threat today and thought he cut, I'm the only player who really played well. Yeah, I think if, if Rashford wasn't on the pitch, it sounds obvious, but I don't think United would have got anything from today because he's the only threat United have going forward. Yeah, I'm giving it Marcus Rashford, but I think a unanimous um, decision is kind um, for the best performance on the pitch because it's the best of a I think it was a seven. Effect, though, isn't it? I think yeah, it was no, well, seven. that's the thing, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, thanks to everybody who bought the mag. Um, we've now sold out this month, so we will not be selling versus Leicester City at home. Um, we'll be back um, versus Barcelona, hopefully. Um, we are. We were initially supposed to have a, a mag out for the game after that. Was that South? Was that West Ham or Southampton? Southampton. No, it's West Ham, isn't uh. it? Yeah, West Ham. We were supposed to have it out for, but that. Um, now um, could be Barcelona but we, we, we're seeing if we can get it printed in time so cheers to everybody that's listened and cheers to everybody that's bought the mag and despite the poor performance let's just keep our heads up thanks No he said he can't do West Ham at all he said <laughs>